0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be not easy, and tries to make it less not easy. I am one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other
1: host, Melissa
0: Long. Today, we are going to do a craft book roundup. Craft book roundup. I can't sing anymore Disney will, will get me but, uh... Craft books are so... How about... Okay, so Melissa, how many craft books do you think you have or have bought in your in your lifetime?
1: Uh, I have at least a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy.
0: Yeah. Same. I, between digital and paper and think, yeah. So many craft books and every single one you're like, ah, this is the, this is it. Once That's I read effort. this book, although honestly for me, sometimes it's like now that I've bought it, that will solve the problem. <laughs> yeah, who needs to read it? It's just there. You just have to own it, <laughs> rub it on your body. That's it. It's like a security blanket. You're like, oh, but I know it's there, but I'm, I don't have yeah, to actually read it. that helps. I figured it all out. That's the exact, you found my problem and now that's it. They even sometimes when you read it, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, but, but how though? But like, how though? So because there's such a large amount of craft books out there and the quality can admittedly vary. Uh, we thought we'd do a little roundup and talk about a couple of craft books that we like a lot. And I think we'll do this you know, periodically and, uh, and give you guys some good recommendations of things that that have worked well for us that we've liked. Yeah. All right. Why don't you start? Cause I think you have three books and I only have two.
1: Yeah, I, I will start with like a classic that is so old. <laughs> It's like highlighted and worn. I'm pretty sure I bought it used. Uh, and it came out in 1988. But you know what? The classics oh never go out of style. That's uh, so long
0: ago. So, so
1: long, long ago. ago. <laughs> in the late was, 18th. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so really sad because I was like, you know, in, I was in middle school. Yeah, I was yeah, in high school. Actually.
1: I was not yeah. thinking about writing when this came out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so this is Characters and Viewpoint by Orson Scott Card. It is part Mm -hmm. of the Elements of Fiction series that Writer's Digest Books um, does. And it was one of those books that I just think is super helpful, very clear basics on what character is how to think about creating really excellent characters and all of the dimensions of characters and not in the way where it's like this trait and that trait and fill out a yeah. worksheet. It's more like, Oh, here's what makes a character engaging here's and compelling. Here's mm-hmm. how to build emotional stakes. And there's like just sections of like, here's different 10 things you can try. So it's not super prescriptive, uh, which I like, and it can help mm-hmm. you problem solve when you're like, oh, this character is feeling flat. You can kind of just like flip through and see the head, the headers and subheaders and go, oh, I haven't tried that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is great.
0: Now, it, And, you know, Orson Scott Card is, is problematic as a person, but that doesn't mean that his advice isn't great. He's a, still a really good writer. Um, so if you don't, you know, if you don't want to give him money, buy it used. You know, and that, that solves oh, yeah. that problem. I don't even know. If, I mean, I assume you could get it new, but like, yeah. Just by you. Yeah. Just by you. So then you don't have to worry about it. But yeah, that, I have that trouble too with. I have another book of his where it's like, gosh, this is good. Boy, is he so canceled. But wow. Yeah. But you know, you just have to separate at this point. You know, take advantage of what you can. And, uh, you know, you're not endorsing him in any way. So
1: this is, it's good advice. It's good advice. So there you go. That's good advice. I am, I am kind great. of one of those people that I've been really struggling with that lately <laughs> and come yeah. to a new place on cancel culture and what that means for me and so that allows me to continue to leverage different um like you said different works in different ways
0: you know take it, it's helpful and it is helpful advice it, yeah so it's a good book about characters I, I, I need to check that one out because honestly characters are always the the hardest part for me and then also plot besides those two things I mean, that's uh, the it's the whole thing smooth sailing yeah <laughs> piece of cake
1: piece of cake after you get those done
0: <sighs> Uh, I mean, it does
1: have this does have point of view in it too which is something that I haven't Mm -hmm. seen a lot of books on because it's kind of it feels kind of boring it's like oh first person second person third person right like what else do I need to know uh and I do like that there's a section in here that is diverted to well like what happens when you're using first person and what are the Mm -hmm. advantages of choosing that point of view versus a different point of view so I think for beginning writers especially if you're um, just looking to expand your knowledge on writing and the basic principles is a good good handy go to.
0: Nice it's probably at all the libraries back.
1: too, since it's so old.
0: Even better. <laughs> Even better. It's like basketball. Yeah. I get the fundamentals. Fundamentals. Isn't yeah. fundamentals. that basketball? Easy. I think that's I don't know. I don't know anything that's sport ball. All right. My book is I think this is actually self oh no, it's from Writer's Digest now that I look about it. It it's Ooh. the cover is such that it looks very self published. It's not yeah. the yeah. Not the best cover I've ever seen. <laughs> um but it's a really uh a really cool book it's called Writing in Flow uh by Susan Perry PhD thank you very much um mm-hmm. and uh the foreword is by uh Mahaliye accent and I said that only to show off that I know how to pronounce his name it uh which is that that book Flow right so it's the whole idea is how to get into flow while you're writing which as someone with ADHD uh that's something I always always struggle with um and I've, it's it's really great. What's great about this book is, again, they, she breaks it down to structure, like the fear of the keys to writing in flow. And, you know, it's things like have a reason to write and loosen up and think like a writer. Key four is focus in. I was like, well, thank you. Um, but that's, again, that's my own bit of neurodivergence. Um, but what, what's cool is that she talked to so many different writers in different areas and different, uh, like, poets and and academic writers and fiction writers and you know people you've heard of and people you haven't heard of and you know and get and they tell their experience of it it's like here's what writing is like to me and i love that because it gives you so much more of you don't feel like oh i must be the only person who feels this way you know this must be you know you think your experience is completely unique and you find out a it isn't and that every kind of experience someone else has and they've gotten past it um and so i find this really comforting to to open up you know, read a section and just kind of feel like, okay, you know what, we're all in this together. Um, and let's look at some of the stuff that that they've gone through. Uh, so just to, I, I kind of went through this quickly, but just to kind of say what the, the keys to writing are. One is have a reason to write. Uh, two is think like a writer, um, which is just kind of about, you know, uh, uh, being open to experience, being present. Key three is loosen up. Key four is focus in, which again that one kind of irritates me, and and she does mention (laughs) you may have uh, attention deficit disorder, in which case you might want to deal with medication. I'm like, yeah, you think, but anyway. (laughs) um, And then key five is balance among opposites, and I think it's just sort of like how you how you have to edit, and you know, you have you write write drunk, get it sober, sort of thing. That idea, Um, and then there's a whole other section about like things you can do to help you do this, rituals and routines. Away with clutter, hearing and seeing things, musical aids, meditation, y'all. You know, stopping today to start easily tomorrow, all sorts of good stuff. So I've read I've read this through at least twice, and I'm reading it through again, taking careful notes. There is it's just a, a treasure trove of great stuff about the mental state and the act of writing, um, and and which for me is always the hardest part. Uh, and it's just I really love this book. So that's Writing in Flow, Susan K. Perry, and it's uh, from Writer's Digest Books.
1: Yay, I love that you brought this book up, because I think that so many people are experiencing writer's block or lack mm-hmm. of of motivation right now, and maybe even for the first time, just because of everything that's going on in the world. And mm-hmm. this is this is the kind of resource that can really help you get out of your own head and be more patient with yourself, but also feel like you're like broadening your, your toolkit. Like we like to talk about broadening your toolkit of mm-hmm. ways and approaches to do things, right? There's no one right, perfect answer and people's process changes over time. So this is a great way to say, oh, maybe what I have been doing isn't working, right? Because I'm hitting this roadblock or I'm really out or tired or not inspired. So I'm going to read a book like this that's going to help me reevaluate and then try something different.
0: Yeah, i think it's important to know that it's always a journey right like what worked today might not work tomorrow and you, you work because you're a different person and you're a different writer yeah um and so you know it's it's if you come across a, a difficulty where you didn't have one before that means you're growing so these you sometimes you need these sort of encouragement you know the sort of process stuff to to really help you work through that that hard thing and, and level up you got you're fighting a boss creature you' gotta level up so, what is your second one? My
1: second one <coughs> is uh, a screenwriting book. Well, it's a TV writing book. So, when I decided to write, uh, switch into TV writing, I really struggled because every resource that I found was on film, and I was like, "But I know that that's different, totally than different for yeah. television. And why can't I find any good books? And it took me probably a year to like, of like trying and failing and checking things out that were again. 15 or 20 years old, so they weren't accurate to like what was happening in the industry at the time. And Mm -hmm. I finally landed on uh, two different books, but I'll talk about the one first, which is my favorite. And it just really launched me into really understanding how to write television. And it's called The TV Writer's Workbook, A Creative Approach to Television Scripts. It is by Ellen Sandler. And this is one of the books that was recommended by the ucla tv writing program um and it is fantastic and that's that had become one of my go-to things was like okay let me look at some film programs and tv programs and other workshops and see what their professors are recommending for their students uh that's and good so idea. that's a good that's a good <laughs> of yeah outbay and the tuition just read all the books that uh, a program is reading Um, But what I love about this book is that it goes to the very basics and it does a great job dealing with um, both outlining and also with story structure because television is usually five or six acts and I... Coming from writing novels and being so focused on a three-act structure, I was like, tell me how to do it. (laughs) And I I was like, it has to be five acts. And they're like, no, it could be six. It could be four. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. So this was the first time I got real clarity on not just knowing that there's a certain number of acts, but really knowing what needs to happen in those acts and how a serialized story is very different from um yeah. a single narrative like uh, you know a, fi- a feature film or a novel so That's i think cool. it's very helpful yeah.
0: i'm always excited about the whole like the seven act structure the five act structure it's something that always um even for a novel excites me because the three act structure seems to me first of all for me a three act structure i look at it as a four act structure where it's one two a two b and three um you know cuz you've got mm-hmm. the up and the down that's all too but that's really you know those are all fourths of the anyway um that's really cool and it's so great that you're able to find a resource for television but yet, yeah, cuz it's not not something that you can always find and, and film is totally different
1: yeah film is is definitely different and i think that um i will say having written all three at this point i think tv is the hardest and it makes more sense why there's so many writers working in television on one show it is incredibly hard to do uh and even this 60 page like most of them are around 45 to 60 pages in length and it is it is so tedious it is so hard Um, And so different than writing a novel. I think that people assume, well, I can get a software and I can just type things in and it's just taking the (laughs) the dialogue from your your book and, and plugging it in. And it is not like that's a good way to make a bad script. Uh, But if you (laughs) want something that actually works, there's like so many other layers because a script is doing so much. It's not the final product. Right. So this was a a book that really helped me understand that and come into it with a different perspective than what I had previously had was like, oh, I just need to cut all this stuff out of my novel. And boom, there's,
0: there's my script. Yeah. That's very cool. Right, well, my second book i i have a problem with this book because it's got a word in the title that i don't like to say for various reasons but i want to say it anyway here it is it's called uh story trumps structure <laughs> uh how to write un- it really bothers like I it really does. anyway every time it's I trauma it, i've I been traumatized i, I don't too. like it's upsetting how to write unforgettable fiction by breaking the rules and it's by stephen mm-hmm. james and i just looked this is another writer's digest book so i'll tell you what that press is doing a good job with their craft <laughs> books because this one really helped too and as someone who is, who looks to structure to make things easier, but who still struggles with it because I don't like to follow structure, like I wish I could, um, this is a really great book because it uh, let it just kind of says, you know, screw it, don't worry about it. And, and it really helps you just deal with each moment at a time. Like, don't worry about structure, just make sure each scene is moving forward, each, each thing's gets better you know all these different things that you can focus on instead of structure yeah. to make sure that your fiction is compelling i'm trying to find the table of contents which i don't oh there it is one yeah um yeah we're just just talking about uh, here, like the narrative forces that shape our stories there's causality believability expectations continuity fluidity polish dilemmas and meaning you know these things are our are, are tools and actually they've got he's got a whole bunch of those but this is just kind of part of the middle you know looking at different elements of of story besides just you know in act one this happens in act two this happens and even if you do like structure these elements are really helpful to make sure that your structure makes sense yeah that's always my problem is just like well act two said they're supposed to do this so they did it now what you know whereas this is a lot i feel this is a lot more nitty-gritty like getting into the into the the work of it and uh, i found this really helpful and uh and really cool i just wish they had a different title for it but how did he know i mean how was he supposed to know in uh when was this published Twenty fourteen. Oh, two oh, years yeah. oh my goodness oh, oh. and actually yeah oh, hard
1: it's so hard Sad. but anyway yeah it's really
0: fantastic so that's my that's my uh my second contribution to the craft book roundup today Ooh, I might I'm have to check at my out. shelf and there's so many. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Yeah.
1: I think the problem with stru- like, you know, me, I love structure Right, <laughs> I'm in a
0: very <laughs> structured business,
1: but I have found that the problem with structure is that once you do all the work to figure out the outline and you're like, this has to happen this at this point, or this has to be this beat. Then when you start developing more of the character or learning more of the characters, people are so reluctant to go back and change that outline. And that is like, Not the point, (laughs) The point- Oh, that's not me at all. Is is to be like, okay, you know where you're going, but you're allowing some flexibility or you recognize when something's not working or a better idea comes along and you can sort of pivot and morph that. But I think people see it as a linear, like I do A, B and C first and I get to Z and the book is done or the story is done. And sometimes it's no, it's like you do A, B, C, T, R and then you (laughs) go back to D
0: and continue working. See, like I, it, I've tried that. Or the other thing that happens with me is I will write A B and and then forget it. The whole, the whole yep. outline that I worked so long on is out the window. Like, forget it. I've changed my mind. I'm doing something different. So yeah. Yep.
1: But that's, that's good. Cool. I think that's good because it gives you confidence at like in the choices that you're making and in... because you're like, no, right. I did this outline and then I decided I didn't like that story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that okay um
0: last last one for you last
1: one is another tv book it is writing the tv drama series by pamela douglas this one is a little bit old too i also got this used (laughs) um we have a lot of great used bookstores uh oh oh, no it's not that old it's 2018 that's not that's not too bad that's not too bad uh but what i love about this one is like yes there's information around how to create a script and how to write your episode mm-hmm. of television. But there's also a lot, this is really focused on like the professional TV writer. So mm. there's a good explanation in the beginning of how shows get on TV and what the TV season is, oh. how they get sort of made and sold, and all of the different components. So I remember when I finished my first script, I went to register it with the WGA. And they're like, okay, so what do you have? You have a Bible, a a treatment, a script, an outline. I was like, wait, what's the difference between a treatment and an outline? And so this is one of those things where it walks through some of that as well as just like all of the different um, players involved. Like I didn't know the difference between a network and a studio and a production company, which seems now I'm like, oh, that's obvious. But when I first started, I had no idea what those roles were. And how they were different. So there's a lot of information about the industry that is helpful um, if you want to try and make a professional career out of working in television, even if you're not writing. It's like it's it's about the industry, too. And the international market is in here, which is a big deal. They do a lot of funding. So sometimes stories get changed or not bought because they don't have an international audience. So understanding that context as well, understanding um that they are investing a lot in streamers. (laughs) Like so Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, all of those have a lot of foreign investment money in them too.
0: Yeah, I think that craft books come into kind of three categories of like craft, like actual, you know, the 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 mechanics of writing the thing. Mm -hmm. And they call like spirit, which is kind of like creativity in the process and, and getting your mind in the right place for it. And then business. Right. You know, like how to, okay, now how do you sell this thing? How do you deal with the, with, and you know, those, those three things you need to know about all of them. Yeah. And so it's good to have books and all sorts of things. It's And it's interesting to see which ones, uh, you know, a particular person has most of, I have a lot of spirit books.
1: Uh, I, uh, yeah. No, I probably don't have a lot. I probably have like maybe five <laughs> or 10 mm-hmm. <laughs> spirit, but I'm like into the details.
0: I want to know exactly how to do what, where, I have a lot of prompts I think, and workbooks. <laughs> I think I finish the spirit books more than I finish the craft books or you know, the technical yeah. books. So I think the technical books, I glean what I want from it and then I'm out. Yeah, like okay, yeah, yeah. I see, I see where you're going from. Okay, forget it, and then I and then I don't finish it. It's um, like an
1: encyclopedia, <laughs> or <yeah. laughs> for people who aren't quite as old as us, a wiki. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, just <laughs> drop in, how you you need to...
1: pop back out. <laughs>
0: what you used to use to write reports in school right (laughs) oh boy well cool um i think we'll yeah i think we should do this somewhat periodically of you know round up some some of the craft books that we like because again there's so many out there like even now i'm looking at my uh my little virtual bookshelf uh and how many i have that i i still want to would love to talk about like um you know the war of art and, and uh goal motivation conflict and uh
1: staples um, like we should definitely talk yeah. about those.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are good ones. And then I it, they um I can't remember the name of the service but there's a service that does oh, story bundle. Story bundle just did a had a craft book bundle that came out which I bought so I've got like 10 new books including uh, a book called The Heroine's Journey written by Gail Gale Carriger. Oh you know yeah, she is yeah. So i was like, I'm gonna read this just because she's it's her her wonderful, delightful voice. I like, I don't even <laughs> care. I just want to read her stuff, just whatever she does. So I'm excited about that too. Oh no! See, I think we
1: should continue doing this, but this sounds like an excuse for me to buy more books.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I admit it. All right, everyone. So I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, and yeah, if you can tell someone else about the podcast. That would really help us out a lot. Um, Otherwise, just remember that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye, everybody. Bye.